Good morning and welcome everybody. We're listening. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning. You're with The Breakfast Show with Lyle and... My name's Robbie. Robbie! Robbie, welcome to the show. <laughs> Just when you were expecting the double L team, we throw you a curveball and Robbie is here. So Liam, of course, is here uh, producing this morning. And Robbie's uh, just having having a fill in for the day, having a crack at radio. So uh, super glad to have you here as a part of the show, Robbie. Yeah, thank you. Glad to be here. Hey, tell me, Robbie, what are you thankful for this morning? Oh man, I am so thankful that this morning I was able to get up, get out of bed, and actually leave the house to come here. So <laughs> <laughs> it was so nice to have something to do in the morning and something to get me out of bed. It was great. Okay, so you still remember how to drive? Uh, just, just. just. It, it was a little clunky, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we are glad to have you here on the show this morning. Let me see what am I thankful for. You know what I'm thankful for this morning? I am thankful for Hope Channel. Mm. Let me tell you why I'm thankful for Hope Channel. I went down to uh, Hope Channel. Hope Channel is based in uh, Sydney. Um, it's kind of like our partner organization, but they mm-hmm. are in television, whereas we are in radio. Mm. So... We probably should have the same brand, but anyway, whatever. It is the it is the it is it is what it is. And I was down there. They've got a. Um, they do a TV version of Twenty Million Movement. So Twenty Million Movement is coming up later in the show, and that's where you've got twenty million people all studying the same passage of the Bible at the same time, uh, or on the same day at least thereabouts. And they do the television version down there of what we do here on radio, and I had the privilege of being a part of that. It was very cool. Mm. They're a great team down there. Uh, really appreciate everything that Hope Channel has to do. And, of course, we had the opportunity to talk about Faith FM and what Faith FM is doing and just to share backwards and forwards um, about media and media ministry. This is a reminder you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. Coming up in today's news, we're going to be travelling to Poland to talk about the uh, far-right uh, illiberal democracy that is taking place over there. We're also going to look at what the Attorney General has said about the results from the Royal Commission that were heavily redacted during the George Pell case. And we're also going to look at vets and what they're doing to secure our borders.
Welcome back, guys. That was Chelsea Moon with Come Thou Fountain. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. You're with Lyle and Robbie this morning. Hey. Super excited to have Robbie here. Hey, uh, Robbie, let's have the quiz. Why don't you give us the first clue for the quiz? All righty. So for today's quiz, the question is, who am I? My father said I was a ravenous wolf, which devours his prey in the morning and divides the plunder in the evening. Yeah, I can narrow that down to one of, and this will be a clue. No, I better not give an extra clue. Ooh. I can give that. I can narrow that down to one of a small number. Mm. I won't give that specific number because that specific number would be a big clue. But which one of those? Mm. I can't narrow it down to. Oh, it's tough not to give some clues away, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. You're gonna be super careful. It's like, oh no. What but that's only do? if you're actually right there, Lyle. It may not be as tricky. It may as you not think. be. It may not. I, I, could be, I could be absolutely wrong. I don't think I am. I'm, I'm, you, you might have I'm, to think a little I'm bit more about it. Ninety percent sure that I am not wrong. Ooh, ninety percent. Do you feel like that about everything in life? No, sometimes That's good. That's most good. things, hundred percent, no worries. <laughs> yep. Okay, Robbie, tell us what is happening in the world of positively different news. All right. Well, I thought we let me let me start with a little bit of a fun fact for you. Did you know that the game Candyland? Have you heard of that game? No. It's a very old board game. Was invented in 1948 during the polio epidemic. Okay. And it was actually invented by a teacher who was. A polio patient who was in, well, during the epidemic was in hospital, and she decided she was going to use that to do something good for the kids who were 
immobilized. So this was something that came out as a result of a virus that was going around the world. I can see where this story is going. Okay, so you've got a virus going around the world. You've got somebody who's locked up and can't sort of do anything. And so that's where we're going with some of these news things today. That's exactly right. Because what do you do in the times where you're in lockdown? Uh Uh-huh. And how do you make the most of that and do something good for someone else? So we've got a couple of news stories this morning to share with you. And the first one is about a six-year-old boy from Canada named Callahan McLaughlin. So have you ever been driving down the road and you can see a kid and they've got this lemonade stand? Yes. Yeah. Well, how do you do that in quarantine when you're not allowed to squeeze lemons with your bare hands, right? Yes. Not not many six-year-olds have the greatest hygiene, let's be Uh honest. Yep. Uh (laughs) So what he decided to do was he had a lot of one-liners from his parents' who gave him a book of jokes and decided instead of doing a lemonade stand, why don't we brighten everyone's day by doing a drive-by, walk-by joke stand? A joke stand. <laughs> Isn't that great? That's awesome. So what happens? You slow down in your car, wind your window down, and he tells you a joke, and then you drive on? That's exactly right. Now, here, here's the question. How much would you pay for a, a cup of lemonade? You know, I don't think... I don't think I've ever bought a cup of lemonade from a lemonade stand on the side of the road. Shame on you. I know. Shame like, on you. I can't you. Those believe little, I just those admitted that on live radio. Entrepreneurs are just just starving right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, instead, they worth a dollar or two, something like that. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah. not too much, but enough to make a dime. So, yeah. old mate decides, nah. Everybody's got so much on. There's people losing jobs. We're gonna tell jokes for free just to brighten the world. Isn't that sweet? That's that's awesome. So they just uh, flick him a corner as they go. No, no, they don't flick him anything. He just does oh, right. it for free. He just does totally just a, free. A joke. That's cool. Isn't that that's awesome? Cool. I think his mother was probably the 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 culprit behind this, just to say, hey, uh, we've heard all these jokes before. Maybe you could do something good for someone else. With them. <laughs> Share them around to uh, somebody who may not have heard them before. That's right. But I love it because sometimes we have maybe not a lot to give. But what we do have to give can make a big difference. You know, if I was driving down the road and I saw, you know, a string of signs leading up to something like that, I would definitely slow down for that. Yeah, definitely, I would, right? I would wind my window down. And speaking of that, what's your favorite joke, Lyle? Let me put you on the spot. I don't have a favorite joke. Um, my mind is completely blank of jokes <laughs> right now. Well, let me tell you one while you think. All right. What is the difference between broccoli and boogers? Um, Kids won't eat broccoli (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if that made it into his joke book Uh, My kids love broccoli I love broccoli Oh, that's good I I, I lived on broccoli for a while once Really? It's good? It's high in iron? We were kind of poor and broke And broccoli had gone wild in the garden And so that we ate broccoli and green grubs Oh, green grubs When you eat broccoli What are green grubs? (laughs) When you eat broccoli that is grown in your own garden You actually eat quite a lot of green grubs Mm, You needed to uh, rinse that perhaps Um, (laughs) Yeah, you know how broccoli is It's kind of challenging to get all of those nooks and crannies And what I found was uh, you know, The one thing worse Well, here's a joke for you What's worse than finding a green grub in your broccoli? Uh, I don't know Finding half of one Oh There you go Where was the other half? We'll leave that to your imagination so on that same vein something else that i read was that there was a group of well not a group a pair of brothers jewish brothers from the city of houston texas in the united states who decided that they would actually repurpose yarmulkes that they had been given over you know the years from say a bar mitzvah or some other special event and they decided well there's actually a shortage of masks among the homeless people in houston and we'd like to do something about that. So they decided we'll collect not only our own yarmulkes and to decide to, uh, I guess, stitch in elastic bands around them to make ear straps yep. so they could use those as masks, but also to then go to their local synagogue, 
get many volunteers to come and do the same. And yeah, because they'd have like a huge surplus. Probably exactly for uh, right. some of the, our, our listeners that aren't as familiar with um, Jewish culture, maybe you could describe the yarmulke. Oh, great idea. So a yarmulke is a small hat that's placed on the, the, the back top portion of a, of a man's head in the Jewish culture. And Roman Catholics do it as well. Uh, yeah. Priests. Like, yeah. And the Pope. You'll see the Pope wearing it sometimes. Yeah. That, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. And so they. So here's a question for you. How many do you think they were able to collect? Whereabouts were they again? What city were they in? Uh, Houston, Texas. In Houston, Texas. Decent-sized city. So you'd have a decent-sized synagogue there. So uh, maybe three, four hundred, five hundred. Yeah. You're, you're getting close. They've actually received 693 so far. There you go. And these two brothers. Not a bad effort. That's right. And these two brothers have already, just themselves, been able to put together over 300 face masks just from those donations. That's wild. So the yarmulke goes from the top of your head to the front of your face and you're good to go with uh, COVID-19 protection. That's exactly right. And I love it because, you know, one of my favorite authors said that you need to do the best you can with what you have where you are right now. And I've seen some pretty original face masks getting around the oh place. Man, I haven't totally. seen haven't seen a photo of, of, of a yarmulke one yet, but um, I think it's actually uh, a little less precarious than some of the ones I've seen. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I, saw, the, I saw one that was a Gatorade bottle that had been cut open and then strapped to the front of a dude's head. Yeah, yeah that's pretty weird. Out there. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty weird. I don't think it's doing much. Let's be honest. Yeah, the bra cup one was um, not so great either. Yeah, yeah. but. <laughs> Ah, amazing. The things that people... In ingenuity that is taking place around our world. What's your, uh, what's your next story there? All right. So the last one I've got now... Now, this one's a bit interesting. It might, some of this might be a little old news, but it's combined with some new news. And um, so just recently, the BBC has done a big night in fundraising concert. And they did this in the UK, I believe. And they were able to bring in through you know, comic relief information that was being given, music that was played by, you know, famous big names. Uh, Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters was headlining. So you have all of these big names. And they thought, well, we'll gather some money. And they raised 27 million pounds, right? That's decent. That's some serious money. That's some serious money right That's there. That's some serious cheddar. So this is what I found very interesting. There's a man named Tom Moore who's a 99-year-old British war veteran. Second World War. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yep, yep. And he decided he wanted to do some fundraising as well. And so about two weeks ago, he decided he would get his walker out and actually start walking around his front garden and doing laps to raise money for COVID-19. And so he does this. And in the midst of that, guess how much money he's raised in the last two and a half yeah, weeks? Yeah, give us, give us the latest update. We've heard a little bit about this one. So what's the latest uh, figure that he's been able to raise? All right, so the latest figure is $28.5 million pounds that is sensational so there you go if you are 99 years old and still going then you can get out there and do some amazingly good things for the world as well it's inspiring to see people in their old age making the most of the situation they find themselves in and doing some amazing things this is uh, josh reese with day to feel alive I've been a poor man and I've been a king I've had my life and the world on a string I've traveled many roads But I'm so far from done I have been hopeless and I've had my faith Some things I've lost and some things I have saved All of these moments showed me the way that I've gone to live for 
some promises back in the day But I've got a feeling I'm ready to leave it behind Oh, good to know there's so much to live for That was Jake Reese with Day to Feel Alive. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Lyle and Robbie this morning. We're having a great time here on The Breakfast Show. Liam is giving us uh, good direction and helping us out. Uh, before we head into our next news section, let's have another clue for our quiz. All righty. So the next clue for the quiz is my mother died immediately after she gave birth to me. Okay, so that narrows it down to an even smaller number. I'm going to go with... Well, I can take a stab at this one. It's Because it's now narrowed down to a small number, so I'm going to go with this word here. Uh, I spelled it wrong, but whatever. Oh, it's a good thing I've been a teacher before. It <laughs> was a terrible spelling. I okay, I think, I think you're right. I'm, okay. I'm, I think you're right. <laughs> I'll, I'll spell you it. You might I'll, need to get I'll into a better, the medical I'll do a better, profession I'll, here. I will do a better spelling <laughs> job later. <laughs> um, okay, all right. If you know the answer... Uh, then you can give us a call 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-FAITH-FM. Or you can contact us on via text message on 0491-064-669. Send us through your answer and you'll be able to get a book, a copy of Jack Blanco's book on Daniel and Revelation. What was it called again, the name of that book? Vision and Dreams. Vision and Dreams. That's by Jack Blanco. And uh, um, that will be... Yours for free if you can answer the quiz. Okay, so for more serious news around the world, this is a story that I find most interesting. Of course, Australia has three lines of defence when it comes to biosecurity. Mm. Um, We have pre-border, at the border, and post-border. And, of course, the best biosecurity is pre-border biosecurity where you don't even have to stop it at the border. Mm. We don't want bugs and diseases and so forth coming across our border. And it's really been highlighted with the coronavirus outbreak Uh, I guess some of the advantages that we have being a country that does not have a land border with another country. Mm. We have got off very, very lightly, particularly for a country that is essentially an Asian country, a part of Asia. Geographically, we are a part of Asia. Mm, Definitely. We have got off incredibly lightly um, compared to so many other countries. And so we are investing at the moment heavily in pre-border biosecurity where we are sending 40 uh, veterinary experts overseas to 11 different countries 
And basically what these guys are is they are specialist animal disease detectives. Okay, now that's interesting. So their job is to uh, to do surveillance, mm. uh, to do tracking of diseases, to map any changes that take place in diseases that animals have, to obviously deal with outbreaks, mm. and to be constantly looking for diseases that may or have the potential to cross from animals to humans. Mm. Now, we are investing $4.3 million in this project, so it's a significant amount of money. And the reason that we're investing so heavily in this is because emerging infections, three-quarters of emerging in- infections are what is what are called zoonotic. Zoonotic. So I'm guessing that has something to do with zoology or the study of animals? Exactly. Zoonotic. I like that word. It sounds just, a little I've, I've been looking. I've been looking forward to using that word all morning. So basically, yeah, um, zoonotic means that it comes from animals mm. because you go to the zoo, you see animals. That's right. Okay, so this is interesting. And, of course, if we look at the 12 global pandemics that we've had in the last 102 years. Wow, that, is that how many there were? There was 12 global pandemics, and every single one of those has come about as a result of human interaction and eating animals that the Bible says we shouldn't eat. Isn't that fascinating? So none of those pandemics would ever have existed if people followed the Bible. Wow. And so basically you've got, astonishing. you've got some vets going overseas to do, you know, and we're spending $4.3 million on it, um, to basically counteract people who want to not follow the Bible because if you follow the Bible, none of these diseases would exist. And wow. we wouldn't need to be spending this money, and we wouldn't need to be spending sending people overseas, and our economy right now wouldn't be wrecked, and we and Robbie wouldn't be going for a drive for the first time in a couple of weeks <laughs> this morning. None of this would be taking place if we did this. One of the things that they have noted is that the live animal trade, which is very, very controversial, mm. has become a way of passing diseases, you know, a major way of passing diseases from one country to another. And there's significant live animal trade, particularly with Indonesia. Really? Because it is a, you know, the world's most populous Muslim nation and they like to be able to slaughter their animals themselves so that they can be yeah. yep. done, you know, in the in the Islamic way. And so this has dramatically increased the risk, of course, of animal diseases transferring from one country to another. And with that goes the risk of transferring, you know, animal diseases that can infect humans from one country to another. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so uh, there was, where were we? Last year, the Australian government spent, cop this one, $66 million on airport security. What? Just to stop swine flu. Wow. Once again, imagine if you could take $66 million and pour it straight into the Australian economy, into economic growth, rather than pouring it into protecting the country from swine flu. Because just like, you know what, three and a half thousand years ago, the Bible said, don't eat dead pigs. Yeah. It's a really, really simple formula. You know, as a Seventh-day Adventist, uh, you know, and particularly growing up as a Seventh-day Adventist, and I'm going to have a bit of a brag right now because I can. But you know, <laughs> people kind of sometimes used to think we were a little bit weird. Like, oh, you don't eat pork. What's wrong with you? You know, nobody thinks we're weird anymore because mm. the whole world is following what we've been saying the whole time. There are certain things that you should not eat. And, of course, the Bible right along with that said, if you do get sick, put yourself in quarantine, wash your hands. Yeah. Isn't so, it mind-blowing that just like 3,500 years ago, God gave us this insight well and truly before anybody else had any idea. That's right. That's insane. Absolutely. Well, it's not insane. It's actually, it's just God. It, 
and compare it with what other nations were, you know, the, the health science of other nations at that time. Oh, astonishing. You, it's just, you know, completely off the charts. And the other thing is we've got all of that Bible information that is 100% correct. Mm. All of the Bible health laws are 100% correct. There's nothing wrong with them. No modern science has ever come up and said, uh, this one's silly. Yeah. Modern science has just, you know, confirmed them and confirmed them and confirmed them over and over and over again. And a good place to start uh, is Leviticus chapter 11, if you want to start reading about some of those health laws. And there you will read about not eating dead bats. Okay, other news that is taking place. We have the uh, Victorian Attorney General, uh, Jim Hennessy, has stated that there is no legal impediment to the release of unredacted findings from the Australian Royal Commission. Now, of course, these were heavily redacted and appropriately so during the George Pell case because Mm. they had the opportunity of obviously influencing that case and influencing people's mindsets in relationship to George Pell and that would not have been legal, neither would it have been ethical. Mm. But now the the Federal Attorney General, Christian Porter, has, you know, said with George Pell being acquitted, then there is the possibility of those being tabled in Parliament. But obviously he has to work with the Victorian Attorney General, Jim Hennessy, mm. to, you know, investigate ongoing investigations and whether these would be an impediment to ongoing investigations, ongoing legal action, and so forth. And so they have decided between them that uh, those parts that were redacted, which was a huge portion of it, uh, that did relate to George Pell, can now be tabled in Parliament. So we can look forward to seeing what that has to say. And, uh, um, yeah, I guess we'll all share our various opinions from there. Mm. Okay, travelling to Poland... Uh, and of course, we do. Uh, yeah, for a long time we had Marta here as our producer, and she was a pretty amazing producer. And sometimes she still comes on. And she's Polish, but Poland had an annual, you know, nationwide rally that they have once a year because it's annual, uh, which is from the <laughs> far right. And what is interesting is that they are trying to build a pure Catholic state. Wow, in Poland. Now that's in a Poland. Bit, that's, that's a, a very bit, Wow, it's a little bit scary. It's a very, it's it's very. We got a country that's ninety percent Roman Catholic. Yeah. Now, okay, there are aspects of what they want to do that I think are positive. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they've got fairly heavy restrictions on abortion. I think that's a good thing. Mm. Um, they've given you know less uh, availability of IVF. They've banned sex education. And one-third of the country they have declared as LGBT-free. And so now you're starting to move into an area, and this is where you, what's always going to happen when you mix religion and politics together. You start off with something, you go, yeah, that's, that's kind of good, and it kind of ends up being persecution against uh, minorities, and then it ends up as being religious persecution. So, yeah, interesting country to watch. Illiberal democracy taking place. This is Linda Shelton. Moses led God's people to the sea. Pharaoh's army followed fervently. When he raised the rod, there was a move of God. It's a glory of a story the day the Not about me, it's not about you, not about 
Welcome back, guys. That was Linda Shelton with It's All About God. And we do have a winner for our quiz this morning. Congratulations to Rhonda from Lizaro. So Rhonda from Lizaro has answered correctly. The answer was Benjamin, which means that we're about to start a new quiz. Uh, Robbie, what have you got for our next quiz? All right. So the next question is for this new person. The first clue, I prophesied that it was better for one man to die for the people, that is the Jews, than that the whole nation perish. Okay. Ooh. Let me just try and We're going to test your spelling again, perhaps, on this one. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) I think you've got it there, Lyle. All right. So there is a prize available, and our prize for this morning is Jack Blanco's book on uh, Bible prophecy called Vision and Dreams on the Book of Daniel and Revelation. And basically it looks like it's a putting it into modern language and taking out some of the elements that might be a bit distracting, like verse an numbers, etc. An expanded paraphrase, I guess you might be able yeah. to describe it. Something like that. Mm, very, it. very fascinating. Anyway, so that's available as a prize, and one of those has already gone. So uh, if you know this clue, the clue to this one, then do give us a call right now. 1-800-324-843 is the number two call. Now, joining us on the phone this morning is Sven Erstring. Sven, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, Good morning, Lyle and Robin. It's good to be back. Now, Sven, 
We have this interesting question that's come in, and just to uh, introduce you very uh, quickly to the listening audience, Dr. Sven Erstring uh, comes on as a regular contributor to the show once a month to talk about apologetics. We had a question to come in from a listener, and we thought this one might be right up your alley. They were listening to an interview with uh, Ricky Gervais, and he was asked, you know, how can you believe that everything came from nothing? I mean, that's a really good question. How, do, how, how does somebody person wrap their head around that and believe it? Now, Ricky Gervais came back with this answer, and essentially what, it's, what he said was, is it any harder to believe that everything came from nothing than it is to believe that there is a God or a person who has always been there? So we thought that was um, kind of insightful, thought we would run that past our local uh, apologetics expert and hear what you had to say on it. Sven, yes, what's, yes. What's your thoughts? No, it's a, it's a very, very good um, kind of snippet of a conversation between Ricky and uh, the person who who asked that question. But what I want to do is I just want to kind of dive into the background to the question uh, to, to kind of lay the, the foundation first. And um, because what, what they're talking about is a question, um, a fascinating question that people have pondered for centuries. And that burning question is this, why is there something rather than nothing? And um, I, I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but it's a really it's a really interesting question. And uh, for most of us, most of the time we just go through life ex- um, assuming that everything around us is just there. We have buses, bunnings, bugs, bunnies, uh, just to list some of the things starting with BU. And, um, but it's really worthwhile to stop and wonder why all of these things existed, exist at all. You know, um, it is possible that none of them existed. Um, so, so why do they exist? Why is there something rather than nothing? And the German philosopher Martin Heidegger um, called this question the fundamental question of metaphysics. And it's a really deep question, deeper than, than any other scientific question that we could ask. And the reason is because science is the study of the things around us. So if there's nothing around us and if not even we exist, then science itself would not be possible, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does. Uh, it's You're kind of starting to bend my brain here, Sven. I'm looking forward to where this is going to go. So, so let, let's dive into it. The, the reality is that um, uh, scientists have discovered that the universe has not always existed. Uh, so, and they provide evidence in two ways. Number one, there's a second law of thermodynamics, uh, which ha- has observed that the universe is kind of slowly winding down. It's running out of energy like a, like a clock, um, or, you know, with a car, car with fuel or something like that. And, um, then the second thing is the Big Bang theory, which traces the history of our universe back to a singularity about 13.8 billion years ago. Now, I just want to be really honest and upfront. I personally don't believe that the Big Bang Theory is true, uh, just being really honest here. You weren't and, around, uh, what, 35 billion years ago to see it happen? 
Um, I wasn't there, yes, and, and all of the other science, scientists weren't there either. Actually, but the you know, thing is this. When, when, I, when I heard Ricky Gervais's comments on this, the one thing that did strike me, and sorry, I'm going slightly off track here at the moment, was the admission that this is accepted by faith, you know, that, that we came from nothing. Yes, rather yes. Than, rather than science, and it's a faith. It's a faith thing. But anyway, I'm I'm, that, I'm sidetracking. Um, keep going. Yeah, that, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. And the thing is, what what science has told us is that the universe um, hasn't always existed. So there was a time before the universe was here when none of these things existed around us. And that's why we come back to that question: Why is there something rather than nothing? Why is the universe here? And um, and great minds have thought about this. You have Aristotle, you have David Hume, Bertrand Russell. All of these uh, these incredible thinkers have thought about, it, in particular and including a German mathematician called Gottfried Leibniz. And he thought about it and he thought really deeply. And he realised that logic leads us to say that there must be a reason for the existence of the universe. There must be a reason for the existence of the universe. And so his his conclusion, he, he concluded that the reason that there is something rather than nothing is because God exists and he created everything. That was the conclusion that the great German mathematician Leibniz came to, which is pretty amazing, isn't it? That is. Think about it. Okay, but some people would say that that was just a cop-out. It's like, oh, yeah, but whenever Christians come up with a question, they struggle to answer they just throw god into the mix is that what's happening here is is he just or, or does he have a really good basis for this he does have a really good basis for this and that is because um in order to have a solid foundation for the universe to exist what you need is a cause that did not come into existence so so the universe came into existence but to to have the entire universe and and whatever else might might exist, um, there needs to be a foundation which did not come to into existence. Otherwise, you end up with the same problem with God. You you go keep going back and back like on an infinite chain a chain of causes. So what that means is that God has existed forever. He's always been here, and that comes back. That leads us back to Ricky Gervais' uh, response. Okay, so, so, so if I can, a, can I jump in for a quick second? Yes. So in many ways, right we're dealing ahead. we're dealing with the cause and effect. So something uh, something yes. that exists is an effect. Yes. And where you have an yes. effect, it is there because that there is a cause. Yes. So everything that exists exists because something caused it to exist. I'm holding a pen in my hand right now that I'm sort of writing down questions as we go, um, and something caused that pen to come in, in into existence. Because it wouldn't. So the universe is there, therefore you have a cause. And if you take the, 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 the principle of cause and effect all the way back, you're going to end up with no cause. And if you end up with no uh, cause, then you're going to end up with no effect. And so then you've got to have an uncaused cause. Am I getting, yes. am I getting confused? Am I getting confusing here or confused? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You're, you're absolutely right. Cause and effect. The only thing I'd say is, and you kind of ended up on that as well, is that um, not everything needs a cause. There could be an uncaused cause, yes. uh, like Aristotle talked about. Well, I would, um, I would because- argue that you would have to have at some point an uncaused cause or there would be nothing that would exist. 
That's that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So so here coming back to Ricky Gervais uh, response. So on one hand, um, he or, or and, and scientists and as cod, and other cosmologists who are who are sort of atheistic, they'd say everything came from nothing. That's a atheistic position. So the the other alternative is that we say no, um, everything came from God, and God has always been here. And so Ricky is saying, is it harder to believe that everything came from nothing, or is it harder to believe that uh, someone has already been here? Now let me give you the uh, the direct answer to that question. You've been dying for that answer. I can yes, tell. I have. Um, I've been hanging out for that one. <laughs> so so this is the answer. Yes. It is harder to believe that everything came from nothing. And I'll make it even stronger than that. In fact, it's not only harder, it's illogical to believe that everything came from nothing. While on the other hand, it is possible and logical to believe that someone has always been there. Now, let me give you the reason. There's a very simple reason, and this is the reason. Nothing is nothing. Nothing does not have any powers or any properties. It cannot do anything or cause anything. That, that's because it's nothing. So, so to say that everything came from nothing is really illogical. It's really absurd. It, and, and this, this is based on a true understanding of what nothing, um, really means. It's not anything. If that makes sense, yeah, it does. It makes so much sense to me. It really. Okay. To, 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 I'm I'm sort of thinking, you know, it just it just screams out. This is this is you know because we all. What am I saying? We understand this. Yes, but then on the other hand, now let me go to the other side. However, someone is something. If that makes sense, someone is something in in a very sort of abstract sense. So that person already has properties. They already have qualities. They are something already. So if there's something already, they could have another quality, another unique property, which we don't normally see in the things around us. So here's the point. If someone does not change over time, if they're not made of physical parts that will wear out, if they didn't come into existence or go out of being, then it is certainly possible. It's true that they uh, could and would have always been there. And so this is the issue. Ricky is projecting onto God his experience of the things in this world that do wear out, like cars and iPhones and jet skis. But God is different from those things. So he can't compare those things to God. And then if God is different, then he could always have been there. And and Lyle and Robbie, this is the amazing thing. That is exactly what the Bible says. So in the very last book of the Old Testament, um, God says, for I, the Lord, do not change. I do not change. I've always been there. And then in the New Testament, Paul wrote, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. He's always been here. And I just want to uh, say to you, uh, Lyle and, and Robbie, and all of the listeners for Faith Heaven this morning, that's why we can trust God. God does not change. He's always been there. He He won't wear out. He won't fade away. He won't go out of existence. You can really put your trust in God. And it's, it's not only easier to believe that God has always been there. It's actually logical and it's biblical and it's incredibly personal as well.
And I think that's one of the key thoughts there, Sven, is that this is something we can actually experience for ourselves on an individual level. That's absolutely right. And, you know, when we really come to experience it for ourselves, then and, – and this is – one of the things that sort of fascinates me about people that don't have a faith is that they are a very small proportion of our world today – and yet so often, I'm not, not making this accusation to Ricky Gervais or anybody else like that, but so often you find a certain level of arrogance and superiority coming through from people who are a very small minority that are speaking about something that they've never experienced themselves, but it seems like you know the majority of the world have experienced spirituality, um, yes. at least at some level. And yes. so I, I find it. I find it. I often find a level of arrogance there, where people are speaking about something they're not actually qualified to speak about because they've never experienced it. Yes, yes, and also a, a lack of real understanding. You know, uh, Lawrence Krauss wrote a book called A Universe from Nothing, um, and you know it sounds all very grand. It, it sounds like wow, this is. This is a, a, an incredible thing that could happen, that, that the universe could come from nothing. But if you read that book, if you know what he's talking about, he is not actually talking about nothing. He, what he's talking about is that there, there, was, a, there was a quantum field and uh, like a, and a vacuum. And from that vacuum, the universe uh, popped into existence like, you know, a, a photon or, or um, a subatomical particle popped into existence. But the reality is that that is not nothing. Nothing is like completely uh, void. It's complete. They're not anything. So, so it's really illogical. It's really absurd to say that everything can come from nothing. Uh, it, it, it defies our very understanding of, of cause and effect. Whereas to, to believe in, in a uh, powerful, loving God who's always been there, uh, that, that makes total sense. It's really, really logical. And, and what it's really saying is, you know, the, the average person uh, like you and I and Robbie, and um, the people listening uh, to this breakfast show, you know, we can experience, as you were saying, Lyle, we, we can know, um, you know, the, the reality of things. And, and we don't need to be phased by, you know, um, people that just make really, you know, highfalutin and, um, you know, arrogant statements like that. We can say, yes, we, we understand you know, cause and effect. We understand that nothing is really nothing, and that that um, you know God has touched my life and made a difference, and I want to put my trust in Him. It's it's really really amazing. Fantastic, Dr. Zen Erstring. Thank you so much for joining us here on Faith FM this morning. We're going to move on with the show. This is Carter and Carter with somebody bigger than you and I. We'll be back after the eight o'clock news with Encounter with God. the f- 
flowers bloom in the spring who writes the song for the robin to sing and who sends the rain when the earth is dry somebody bigger than you It's the way when the road is long He keeps you company And with His love to guide you He walks beside you Just like He walks with me team here at Faith FM want to encourage you to be the hands and feet of Jesus in your community, to stay positive and to stay connected in this virus season. Keep in touch with vulnerable members of your community like grandparents or new mothers and see if there's something you can do to help them with simple things like picking up some groceries, collecting the mail or dropping off some meals. Little things like this make a huge difference to someone living in isolation or quarantine. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Behold, my servant shall prosper. He shall be high and lifted up and shall be Exalted As many were astonished at you His appearance was so marred Beyond human semblance And his form beyond that of the children of mankind 
sprinkle many nations. Kings shall shut their mouths because of him. For that which has not been told them, they see, and that which they've not heard, they understand. For that which has not been told them, they see, and that which they've.